say the black of the belly, the sweet of the juice. I say the dark of the flesh and the deep of the roots. I give a holler to my sisters on welfare. Tupac kids, if don't nobody else care. And uh, I know they like to beat you down a lot. And when you come around the block, brothers clown a lot. But please don't oh, cry, try guys, like never let something. up. Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your Did you get some? Did you get some? I did. Some I approved that. I just. Okay, we're recording. Um. Wow. Well, we're really fucking up, aren't we? <laughs> Yo, I missed you, man. It's been a while. This is, you know, I was just like on like six Zooms today and I'm like, aren't we over this, people? Have we not, like, why are we still on Zoom? What is going on? I feel like we have the worst of the worst tendencies during COVID and then the worst of going back to the real world all mashed up in this like turbocharged Miami that we live in now. It's, it's been a little like, let's just be honest. Like I think for some odd, weird way, this year is worse than last year. Go on. Okay. Here's my theory. I really do feel like last year when the lockdown happened and we all had this collective conscious pause, right? Everyone was like mourning together. Everyone was discovering each other. Everyone was like in this like collective moment. And a lot of people have had like really like epiphanies in their life. Like they're like actually had a really great lockdown experience or you know I was able to rekindle my relationships with my family members or I was able to do a passion project like all of these like I don't know these like life-affirming moments last year and then I don't know within like a span of like when did everyone kind of started to get vaccinated and like we were starting to open like all of that shit we like all self-discovery and nonsense out the window. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck? What's going on? What's going on? We're just on? a selfish species, man. I mean, philosophy is just another tool for survival. And we had that last year. We confused philosophy for like depth of morality. And now we don't need philosophy anymore. And so we've thrown that out. And now we're just going back what serves us now which is to like you know avail ourselves of the world and you know going back to what what serves us in the more you know near term so i i don't know i'm i'm a little cynical about the whole premise of your argument which is that we you know we were in this like state of you know of, of being in touch i i, I just don't see it oh, sitting so where you, we are today so you don't even think last year was like it was just kind of like fake, like the whole like being fake woke and fake everything. It was just just like a, a facade. I, I, well, it was a facade that we believed, right? So, but it's it was ephemeral, clearly, because we're going back to the same shit. It's really depressing, I have to say. Anyway, I would like to welcome everyone uh, back to the fake podcast. <laughs> oh, we're we're already we're already in it, buddy. We're already in it. Yeah. Um, I know. In case anyone yeah. was wondering, we're we're on brand. 
Yeah, we're we're back we're back at it. So yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the last like it's just been like every week has been collective amnesia. Like there was some like big traumatic incident, and then we're on to the next big traumatic incident, and like just we've been propelling in this weird like dancing on the thin line. Of the you talked about your horrible West Coast experience. Oh, yes, about almost being attacked in San Francisco by zombies. Yes, correct. Yeah, I was just at a light. And all of a sudden, I hear like, like you know, like a there's some dude in a hoodie trying to get into the back seat of my car on the opposite side. And, and so then I like fly the gas. Luckily, I'm like right you know, in front of the red light. And so I kind of just like press the gas a little bit, hoping that moving five or six feet forward would, you know, uh, deter said would be jacker uh, but then he comes at me again and this time like a freaking donkey and uh look like a zombie dude the party was just like and that that homeless dude or like jet trying to like guard that dude so then i had to like run my life and two blocks later the, a bus driver like a city bus driver rolls up next to me and like motions for me to roll the window down and she was like, that guy didn't try to, like, get in your car. I said, yeah, she's like, you gotta call that in. I was like, first of all, I wouldn't even know where to call it. I wouldn't even know where to call it. Some vaguely menacing dude, you know, a few blocks back trying to get in my car. So, was it one of those, like, I saw my life flash before my eyes moment? Or was your cynicalness being like, oh, another day in San Francisco? The latter. It was like, you know, I, I realized that I was like, oh, I'm not trying to deal with it. It's boring my life. I know they like to beat you down. When you come around the block, the rock is clowned a lot. Yeah, it wasn't that traumatic. I mean, it's more like a story than it is. It's really scary, you know. Well, I just think it's also like another example of the fabric of our society because like you were just saying, like, who do you report to? Do they call 911 and say, oh, I got a car They're going to be like, great, here's an online web form to fill it out. I mean, unless you are like, I don't know, um, Reed Hastings, CEO of Netflix, like, no one gives a shit. You know, no offense, but I, mean, I need my own private Well, I think it's like recent, I mean, bro, the last eight days, there's been how many I don't like to beat you down a lot when you come around the block, bro. 
I mean, and no one is talking about it except for, I mean, the only people that are, like, excited is, like, some fake Bitcoin conference that everyone's coming down to. And no one wants to talk about the like, like literally two miles north of me. Twenty-two people got shot. Think about that. Twenty-two people. And I know they like to beat you down a lot. Okay, so think about that. No one is talking about it. Why are we not talking about it? Like what? What is it? Like the police? I would be shocked. If the police had to take over, or the sweet of the juice, let alone like just making it look like it's pointless. Remember in the nineties, well, remember the eighties, when you had all these German tourists getting killed, and they like go off to the airport, in and out. Now they have big signs that are still mad from the By the way, I even get lost still, and I freaking live here. But still, people would like you know take the wrong exit, and they get shot. And I think the city of Miami Beach and police department particularly has done that, you know, for so, so many years. And yeah, um, I think if you look at the statistics, Memorial Day weekend, obviously militarized zones, but the statistics were I don't know if that's still the case, maybe Memorial Day is worse now, but I remember that wasn't the case before. I think it was just a reporting Well, I think it's also, again, the lack of or in any really centralized you know, like, that whole kind of contract is being lost now. You know, if this if this grieving father wants justice, he's going to have to go and figure it out himself. And that is kind of like, you know, that, that is like the reality is, like, if you are not in a position of power, like, why did we all, like, come to so, like, um, like, you know, rally when Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot and her dog got kidnapped, and then when you, like, a mass shooting in North Gade, and no one just, it's just like a, kind of like, eh, whatever. Well, everywhere feels like Gotham. Like, we just need a bunch of bad, bad men and women. And, uh, I know they so I was ready to get out there. Um, but, uh, I think that, I don't know. At what point do we, you know, like, I know you, and, and we have similar inclination to, like, you know, kind of, Fuck shit up, right? Like, rage gets the same. Institutions should cope from the roots. We have a little bit of that. Like, punk rock, like, second punk, you know, man. Um, but, at what point, Cause I know you were celebrating, remember you were celebrating GameStop and all that stuff. You're like, oh yeah, another 
crumbling. But like at what point do you say, you know what? Maybe we want some institutions, at least for the time being, to stay in place for that. It's not all these people. A little bit more of Steady I think it's, I think ultimately there are certain fundamental rights as humans living in the society that we should all kind of honor and one is safety. You know, I think that is something that we live in a first world country. I understand there are certain parts of the country where it is kind of like a fucking war. But at the same time, like, when a crime takes place, there is an inclination that you want some sort of resolution to happen. So, I will great example, another interesting example is Enzo Tidbit. One of my husband's best friends who has a house in Castro District. He was away at a town for two weeks because, you know, I'm like, 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 you know, I'm from floor to ceiling, everything. And he was a music producer. And so he had thousands and thousands of dollars of musical equipment. Literally, like, he walked in, the door was open, he couldn't What does he do? Call the cops. What are the cops? Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of breaking and entering in this neighborhood, you know. Sorry. And then... Oh, and uh, we'll get we'll need to get back to you. We're gonna file the report and get back to you. Long story short, this guy ends up hiring his own private investigator to figure out who potentially robbed him. But mainly his gear, because he doesn't care about the rest. Like he has a McCain along here. So he's going on his own to try to like figure out and solve the crime. And you're just like, okay, like you're getting taxpayer money. Like I'm, I as a taxpayer is giving you funds and resources to somehow give me some sort of a semblance that you give a shit. And these guys are like, sorry, boss. Like, never should have left town. I know they like to beat you down. Yeah. That's no wonder, like, vigilantes are just gonna take that stuff into their own hands, right? Your guy hiring his own security and his own investigator, like, you know. I wonder, man. I think the pendulum always swings, right? So, like, at what point, you know, defund the police Understanding the basic of it is a real life consequence of some of that stuff, right? That's all you have to respond. Well, I think it's controversial. No, 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 no. I think if you look at other third world countries, there are 
Yeah. And uh, I, know. I know they like to beat you down a lot. So when you come around the back, brothers clown a lot. Please just don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up. Forget what's up, state of the union. Then sure, you know. If I really genuinely sit with it, it's it it is quite it is quite heartbreaking. And that's the only thing I could do is like joke about it. I'll post about it. You know, we'll get a little laugh about it. But at the end of the day, I'm like, when is the fucking shoe going to drop? Because this is not sustainable. Like this is, this is beyond normal. If you want to call, you know, like this idea of like normalcy of like, balance you know how they we always like to say the universe likes to be in balance it's so not in balance and i'm just like what like everyone's just like tippy-toeing like we're just like when is the shoe gonna drop i mean i i think the answer is you've got to whatever your spiritual practices right you got to deepen it right now because if not like you got to deepen them roots because the winds are blowing you know um it's wild. <sighs> anyway, Derek, besides right. that, how you been? <laughs> hey, uh, have you seen the uh, new uh, Netflix show? No. Um, pretty, you know, like I said, it's been interesting navigating post-vax world. I feel like um, Miami is a, a microcosm of just the insanity that's, you know, unfolding. It's like... Again, the contrast is, 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 is crazy, but yeah, I don't know. I've just been like, bleh. Well, just consider yourself lucky not to have listened into the conversation I just listened into at Panther Coffee. It was like <laughs> the most cliche scenario of all time. Was it, it involving was, Ethereum? Yeah, tangentially. It was a, uh, it was this like dude in his like early 50s, um, you know, like too tanned and a little too like, you know, HGH'd out um, in like a tank top, sitting with two like, you know, relatively attractive Eastern European quote unquote realtors and them explaining the market to him. And then them talking about like, you know, Joya Beach and how much fun it is and like the relative merits of Continuum versus living in Sunset Harbor. It was, it was like straight off of the set, like, you know, it it was just scripted. Was Was there a video camera following them? Was he a YouTuber? The, just the video camera of my mind's eye. I, I, it's like seared into my brain. I, I can't get rid of it. Oh, man. man. And yeah, of course, he was here for the crypto conference. Of course. The fire and yes, festival. He is, and, and yes, he is teaching his kids about crypto because, of course, it is 
the future. Yes, the future. I mean, hey, man, I mean, again, I, my brilliant idea is strippers should tattoo their Cash App QR code on their ass and boobs. And then so if they want tips, you just like get your little QR code and boop. You know, we should, little... you know, we should, we should have as a guest is we should we should have a, uh, a stripper on the next show to talk about Miami right now and the, that whole thing. Well, A, I don't really know any active strippers, Ben. <laughs> Me neither. Um, <laughs> pause. Uh, no, I don't roll like that anymore. Um, anymore. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. How... They got stories. They got mad stories right now. Oh, I'm sure they got mad stories. I mean, mainly, maybe not strippers, but maybe high class like escorts. That I, that one, I actually, that's probably better. Yeah, I mean, I think they All got. Right. I, yeah, I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> oh man, that knows a gal. Um, I did want to ask you, you know. Because I feel like, again, 2021 just, you know, does not hold any punches. I feel like every, everyone has been dealing with their own set of traumas and, you know, reckonings. How did you feel like a weight of anti-Semitism in the last month with this whole free Palestine thing? Or were you like cynical as well and said, oh, another day, another anti-Semitic response on the internet well, <laughs> it's really interesting because you know i grew up in europe you know as a, as a jew in europe and so anti-semitism is like you know it's in my birthright you know right. so i don't i'm not at all surprised by it and the one thing that i actually had a lot of compassion and empathy for you know it, it hasn't affected me in any deep disturbing way because i take it for granted and i've always thought that you know, it's a luxury of American Jews to, to at least feel like they haven't yet experienced anti-Semitism. Not that I would ever want it. This is not a moment of schadenfreude for me or, or, or gloating. But what I, I have felt deep compassion for is American Jews who for the first time are feeling this. Mm. Um, this is like their first real experience with it, um, that it's in the mainstream, you know. And so I do believe that some of the anti-Israel, uh, you know, uh, sentiment that's being expressed, you know, clearly has has spilled over to uh, you know to being anti-Semitic. That's not to say that criticism of Israel is necessarily anti-Semitic, um, you know, because it's not. It's just the manner in which you, you you frame the issue and you describe it, and the rhetoric you use, and the extent to which you divorce yourself from the factual, uh, you know, what's happening factually. Um, you know, the extent of that, I think, reveals, you know, um, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, whether, you know, it may be naivete in some grounds, it may be genuine compassion for the plight of the innocent Palestinians that are killed or injured. But at times, to me, seems like it's really just a, you know, like a grab bag, you know, um, where people are just going to that for, for some other reason that maybe they're conscious of, maybe they're not. And that, that I think is disturbing, but less, again, less disturbing for me than it is for a lot of like my American um, Jewish friends. Hmm. It's 
So you didn't feel any sense of like, oh, this time is different as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, we're going to see this pass and we'll move on to the next race. No, it's a, it's a watershed in American anti-Semitism. Like mm. I think a threshold has been passed, you know, where it's a little bit, you know, the genie's out of the bottle. Um, you, know, may, you know, maybe the genie was like going to explode at some point anyway out of the bottle, but now it's out of the bottle. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think, I think, you know, what's so interesting, you know, if, if, we, if we look at it at a distance is, you know, how it, it just seems like the, you know, the, the, the bigotism or the racism seems to be cycling through different populations, you know, like, right. um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it, less than a month and a half ago that we were talking about, you know, anti-Asian violence and, um, you know, uh, and then obviously, you know, the, the, the granddaddy of them all, right, which is, um, George, you know, uh, George Floyd and, and the history of race as it pertains to uh, being black uh, or brown in this country. So it's kind of a weird cycling, right? It's, uh, everything just seems to be, everything's kind of flushing out. And I do think it is a result of the normalization of white supremacy. Okay. Anyway, more fun stuff. Um, let's talk about Fauci. Wait, did you see Mayor of Easttown? Did you see Mayor of Easttown? No. Is it good? I would see it, man. You'd love it. It's about Pennsylvania. It's about trauma. Great. It's about, no, there are no Asians in in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. No Jews either. So there you go. Yeah. Well, it is Pennsylvania. (laughs) um yeah yeah no i it that uh it's the um kate winslet playing of pennsylvanian investigator is that what it is that's what it is and she has like a weird weird pennsylvania i did i did binge all three seasons of startup the really horrible yet quite entertaining set in miami about oh, how God. Miami is literally the money laundering capital of the world, which is true. Yeah, but you know what? They lost me five minutes in. That's when I shut it off. When they were uh, <coughs> talking about Little Haiti being the most dangerous neighborhood in Miami. Uh, I understand there are some, you know, tropes there, but the overarching, <laughs> the overarching storyline is quite entertaining. I highly recommend it. Great uh, acting. Great writing. Um, give it a gander. Yeah. yeah, go go give it a gander. It's one of those like late night binges. Yeah, so what's a positive takeaway for, you know, like that we can just leave this with so we don't stew in our typical moroseness. Morosity, um, I don't know. You know, the positive of this is I'm like, okay with the moroseness. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think we're both comfortable in it. Yeah, I think, you know, the older I'm like, I had this weird, like, you know, a couple months ago, I was dealing with a lot of issues at work. And, you know, I, you know, there was a lot of things that were coming up. And I felt like I was kind of like a de facto therapist for a lot of artists. 
And, you know, like you were saying, like a lot of these, you know, young Jewish Americans were coming to grips with their first like big anti-Semitism, you know, piece. Like, why is Bella Hadid don't like, you know, like these like come to Jesus of them being Jewish in America or other, you know, like, you know, BIPOC artists or just like, and I guess being the kind of the jaded Gen, Gen Xer and on the staff was like taking in a lot of the anxiety and just like the vent. And at one point I was enjoying it because I felt like I was in a position where I felt I could give some good advice. Like I had some viewpoints that maybe can curtail them. And then the, lo- the more I was dealing with it, I was like, time the fuck on bro. I do not have, I am A, not trained as a therapist. There are professionals out there that actually do this for a living and they actually have skill sets that have been taught to them on how they can deal with other people's emotional labor. And B, like I am a pretty strong-willed person, but man, your stress is stressing me out. And I was like, bringing that shit home and I was feeling all like and like waited and I was like you know what I realized that at one point I was like maybe I should go get like a degree in psychology and like maybe this is a new career path and then I had this aha moment the other day where I was like no Esther that is your ego talking because in some weird way you like being kind of needed right? You enjoy people telling you their traumas or whatever, and you giving some sort of semblance of an advice. But at the same time, it's like, no, like, it's not really, it's, I cannot make it about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's like the therapist needing to go through therapy. Like, I don't, I'm not in a position to be a therapist. Because that takes a lot more of a whole shift in your worldly views than just being like, I just like, you know, being needed. And it's like the ego talking. And so long story short, I have been a little removed. And if people want to talk to me, I say, not right now. (laughs) Bravo, bravo. So you just don't have to, I don't have the mental and emotional capacity to talk about your traumas right now. I just, I don't, I just don't want, I don't want, at first I was like enjoying it. And then now I'm like, I really don't enjoy it anymore. I'm like, you had a shitty childhood. That's it. That's all I can tell you. It's all childhood trauma. Read Gabor Mate. Keep, keep it moving guys. Keep it moving. I get it. Cause I'm catching it downstream right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, Oh, yeah. Let me talk. I, I would love to talk about this and da, 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 da. And then next thing you know, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. I feel like I should say that to you right now after that little soliloquy. Not right now, Esther. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> I was venting to you about Oof, not right now. Me. Not right now, exactly. It's, it's, go, it's all downstream. Well, that's why we do these podcasts because really it's like a filter events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then, then we unleash all of these vents to our innocent listeners out there. All six of well, them. 
Well, I, I don't think we're I don't think we're going to be in the comedic section of iTunes any longer after this podcast. We'll be in uh, what self help. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, or uh, tragedy or, or tra- tragedy drama. What? It, so my my biggest takeaway that was like <laughs> about these people with trauma, I was just like, you know what? Deal with it. That's like my, that's like my advice. I dealt with it. Everyone deals with it. Just fucking deal with it. Well, not, now Goodbye. you know why. Now you know why the baby boomers are so fucking closed. Listen, I'm just saying, it's a it's a lot. It's been a it's been interesting. I don't know what's what what is a good up uplifting moment. Um, Miami has a has a crypto coin. What's it called? It's called MIA. Oh, so, fuck off. The, it's, so go buy it. It's 0. 0.00001 cents. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, and All right. Well, I got a, I got a roll. I got a 430. Oh, you're going to a crypto conference? Yeah, totally. I'm going to go with my new friend and his two realtors. All right. Well, let us know what um what meme coin is going to be rallying up, and if we should buy the dip. I uh, if I knew what that meant, I, I would tell you. No, I think I'm going to buy the dip. Actually, I, I've been buying some coin, but that's for next episode. Okay. Okay. Next episode, we'll actually get a real crypto expert on, and we could talk. About why don't it. we get a um? Why don't we get an escort who invests in crypto? Oh, we could get an escort whose clients are people in crypto. All right. Okay, work on that. All right. Peace out. Please don't cry, dry your eyes, never let up. Forgive, but don't forget, girl, keep your head up.